Ronananian. One of the things I don't like about the recharge AC on your own kick is, you know, using the little suicide cans, as I call them, and, and charging AC without a gauge set, yeah, that's that's a hand grenade. The Car Doctor. They'll stop making the cars that are so complicated if we stop buying the cars that are so complicated. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. Here to take your calls and answer your questions. Whatever you've got going on, fender to fender and door to door, that's what this radio show is for, to help solve your automotive problem. Because, uh, you know, we like fixing cars. That's what we do each and every day. Um, it's, that's what I do. I'm not sure what Tom and Mike do. Um, Mike, what do you do during the week? I don't want to know. Don't really tell me. I, it's a big secret. Um, Mike is uh, Mike is our radio board operator, up and coming, uh, legendary in his own time and mind. Um, Tom, he's just he's just old. So let's go over to Miguel in Indiana, and uh, let's just eliminate the. Uh, oh God! You should talk. So, well, hello. Uh, well, can I talk to Miguel now? Hey, you can talk to Miguel hey, now. Hi, hey, Miguel. Hey, talk hey, to us. You're you're interrupting the callers. Come on, that's what this show is for. At eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero, Tom will get me later. Miguel, welcome. Thank you, bro. What's going on? Hey, it's uh, Patel, Amish Patel, Ron. I appreciate your time, effort, and energy for this show, and uh, uh, I am the example. Like I can do timing, build, water, and all that. Uh, the guy didn't know how to do oil change last year, so Perfect. I appreciate. Perfect. Yeah, I remember Patel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So the one question is bugging me since day one. I opened up the first brake in my uh, BW Lexus. Like you know, there's there's a lot of expert on YouTube, and I only listen to you. So, uh, uh, so when you open a brake, of course, is a is a or this brake. So what part are you supposed to loop? Like those ears of the brake pads everyone says you're supposed to put anti-c some says you have to put a facial silicon so here's here's the deal okay patel okay um first of all i want to talk about why brake parts are not lubricated from the factory because i get this question a lot i actually asked that question to the manufacturers one time and the answer i got actually made sense the reason brake like you could take a 2019 whatever take it apart and look at the brakes and you probably won't find brake lube on the brake parts and any of the slide mechanisms for the caliper or the pads or anything like that because it, it interferes. The answer I got was that the the fumes and the odor, I'm sorry, more like the fumes coming off the brake grease, the silicon brake grease that the factory used. This was a GM product at the time. Um, they found that it caused contamination in the paint when they ran the car through the paint booth. So they assemble the brakes dry, and then, you know, somewhere along the way they get lubricated either as an act of service or as an act of replacing the brakes. Fast forward, enough said. What, what I have, and I've, I think I've probably used everybody's brake grease in my 40-plus years, and, and I've still got offers coming in, try this, try that. I've seen the purple right. stuff, the black stuff, wheel-bearing grease, yellow grease, engine oil. I've, I've seen it all. The most consistent product that I've used in the past 10 years has to be the silicon brake grease that you buy from AC Delco. 
Um, I don't remember the part number off the top of my head. It's a 10 4190 or something like that. It's in a little, probably 10, 12 ounce can with a uh, lid, and you've got to buy a bottle brush for it. And we cut a hole in the top of the uh, lid and just poked the brush right through it, uh, like a clear white type of grease. Um, that stuff works well. It, it doesn't get gooey. It seems to be a very dynamically stable product in all weather extremes. And where we place it is we'll start, we'll start from, the, from the bottom, so to speak, and work our way out. Take the brake rotor or the brake drum off the vehicle. Clean the mounting right. surface where the rotor or the drum would sit, either with a wire brush or, you know, just however you've got to clean it. Put a thin schmear, technical word, schmear, of this silicon brake grease around the surface of the hub so that, and what that's going to do is it just makes the rotor easier, the drum easier to lift on and off, right? It doesn't rust on there. So the next time you go to service it, you don't have to pound on the rotor and put stress on the bearing because when you beat on the rotor, you're beating on the bearing. Uh, when the car gets a lot more miles on it, it doesn't do it any good. So a little schmear there. Go to the caliper. The area where the brake pad contacts the caliper on the outside and where the pad contacts the caliper piston where it sits against the piston. A little schmear. It doesn't take a lot. A little dab on your index finger, zip, zip, just give it a coating. You want enough so that it, at some level it can wiggle around, all right, because you, right. Want, it, you want it to always be supple and soft and have movement. If, if it doesn't, it's going to get rigid, and that's when the brake pads are going to start to sing. The slide mechanism, whatever style it is, however the caliper moves, all right, if the caliper moves cast iron to cast iron, if, it, if it's mounted on a pin, whatever it's on, you want to coat that contact area of the slide wherever two metals contact or the pin and the metal contacts, you want to put a thin smear of silicon brake grease there. All right? And, okay. and, 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 and that's kind of it. That's all you really need. Um, so you don't put nothing on the ears of the 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 brake pads where they slide against those uh, those brake pad uh, uh, what they call it the the seams that they they in the bracket right so we don't need to touch those they they're going to be back and forth with that string because mostly I touch uh, Japanese well yeah you're, and you're right so if 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 the brake pad if there's a contact point of the brake pad where it sits in the caliper bracket. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry, I forgot that part, that you're going to put a little dab of silicon there. Now, obviously, you're going to clean all the hardware or change the hardware, and you know, you're going to make sure that the, the area underneath that steel clip, that spring steel clip, is, is clean, right. and you're going to lube underneath, lube both sides of the, of the hardware. Number one, okay. if, if there's silicon grease there, it helps keep moisture out and it helps keep rust from forming, which in, in the long haul will keep the pads from binding. And number two, it makes disassembly that much easier over the long distance. And two, it, three, it keeps the pad moving over the course of the life of the brake so that they don't wear out prematurely and stick. Right. And I thank you because right now I have four magical bottles. Everything's like a caliper, let the, the, the paint loop separate. 
the brake part a little bit separated and I see so I carry four different bottles right and I thought that should be a better way to do it and yeah. I'm glad you answered that question is a one magical fix AC Delco uh, silicone lube and yeah, I think it's, I it's AC those. Delco silicone brake lube you know what when I'm back in the shop on Monday I'll look up the part number and I'll either post it up on our Facebook page or I'll talk I'll talk about it next week and uh um, it just it just works well. I just purchased three cans of it. We tend to go through a couple of cans a month. I'm shocked at the price. I think it was like twenty five or thirty dollars for this little tiny can, but we get a lot of brake work out of it, and it 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 does do the job. And we've had very 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 good luck with it. So definitely, I'll do that, and I appreciate one. Thank you, you for taking my call, and I appreciate the the amazing tip. Thank uh, you. you. You humbled me, sir. Thank you. Um, well, you know that's that's what this that's what we're supposed to do. You know, somebody said to me, they said, what's it like doing a weekly radio show? And I'm like, what, I do a weekly radio show? Like, I, I, I kind of didn't, I don't really think about it. I just get up here and do the gig, you know. it's. Um, I go to the deli before the show, uh, you know, to get lunch for you guys. And they know what I do. You know, and Paul now, Wilkes Deli here in Mawa, Paul's like, hey, have a good show, you know, da da and everybody kind of turns their head in the deli, like, "What the heck's he talking about?" I go, "I don't know. I, you know, shh, don't tell anybody." And out I go. Thank God it's not TV. <sighs> anyway, let's pull over and take a pause, and we'll come back. And when we come back, we'll talk to Clyde in Houston. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and Annie and the company. Ron and Annie the car doctor and company. We'll be back right after this. For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, welcome back, Ron and the Car Doctor. You know, just because I want to keep things factual and above board, and I don't want to get political. So more than a, more than a few people have emailed us already different stories and different commentaries about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal. And the heart of it is that she wants to eliminate air travel. And and actually, the Democratic senator, uh, I, got, I got it down here in the story. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the Democratic senator admitted that, um, let me see, it's here somewhere, um, that basically building, uh, you know, a, a train to Hawaii isn't going to work and it's going to be kind of tough. So um, I, I'm not crazy. This is what they're thinking. So it just, it's... <sighs> You know, that's what's running the country, or ruining it. Is there a difference? Um, let's go over and talk to Clyde in Houston, Texas. Clyde, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Okay, I was just passing along a story. Uh, my uh, wife has a brand-new Explorer, and we were getting ready to go on a long trip, and it was certainly uh, it was only at about 3,000 miles from brand-new, and I decided to take it into a little local uh, BG uh, service shop to get a quick oil change before I went on my 2,000-mile uh, journey. And uh, they come out and show me a picture of where the oil filter was starting to leak. And had I made that 2,000-mile journey and certainly been within the uh, oil change cycle of a brand-new car, I'm sure that Ford dealership might not have told me that I was running low on oil because it was leaking. And I just want to get support to your local service shops out there for the good job that they do and service in our vehicles and don't necessarily rely on the OEM of whatever car you buy. Well, and I, I hear where you're coming from, Clyde, but, you know, then I can also probably come up with a half a dozen stories that go the other way. I think, and I respect what you're saying, I do. 
I, I think that what we've got to understand is a repair facility is only as good as the people in it, and the sign over the doorway doesn't always mean a, a, a whole heck of a lot. Um, you know, listen, a couple of weeks ago, somebody called up and they were beating up the uh, one of the national chains that manufactures and, and, and sells exhaust, right? Tom came, yeah. in, Tom came in today and he told me the story about his daughter. Uh, she took her 2010 Escape to the local Midas shop up in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Right. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> and they, you know, it 250,000-some-odd vehicle, college kid, young girl, and they told her, listen, you don't need the whole exhaust. All you need is a resonator. And, it, you know, right. we, we can go get you an OE pipe for, you know, $300. We can do the whole job, part and labor, for 250 and it's got a, a sure. lifetime warranty on it. So they, ha they handled it right. They treated it right. That's a good shop by virtue of the people in it. But, That's right. You know, and, and they're not, you're right. They're not all good. They're not all and good. They're I'm not all bad. That. But you know what? With the training my dad had given me as a teenager with our my first car and all the cars we worked on, with him being a small town deputy sheriff, we always had cars to work on uh, to make extra money. Right. And uh, so I got a good education, and that's the reason I we have a I have my dad's uh, seventy four uh, boat with a inline two fifty uh, six cylinder GM engine in it that still runs great. 47, yeah. 48 years you, later. You, you, you've got some mechanical aptitude and some mechanical knowledge. But the real beauty of, of, of what you just explained about you had a good experience with that shop is you ever notice how everybody only wants to tell the story about how they got burned or, or taken advantage of? Nobody right. wants to tell the good story. Nobody wants to tell the story of, hey, I went to this place and they were the absolute best. They treated me right. You know what? We, we seem to... And it sets the national tone. We all want to talk about how miserable we are. We don't want to talk about the good that we see each and every day. And I see a lot of good. I think the best thing I saw this week was not automotive-related, not to be corny or any other way. I was driving home last night, and there was a father out on the front lawn, on his knees, playing catch with his 10-year-old kid. That was the best thing I saw this week. And we don't talk about those stories, not just in the world of cars, but in the world of life. And that's... That's a big deal today, and we need to, we need to hear well, more son, about that. My son bought a little uh, 98 LS1 Camaro used, and I'll tell you, even though he's, he, at that, he was a young, grown man at that point, and get, I told him he needed to rebuild the transmission, he said, no, Dad. And six days later, I get the call, there's no second. And it took him eight weeks of paychecks to put all the parts we put in that transmission, but he and I worked together on that six-speed manual transmission, and it came out pretty good. He did 11-7 at 125 at Baytown. But, you know, he got married, babies, house. The race car is now gone. Kind yeah. of the same thing happened to my dad. Yeah. It, all but, gets, uh, it, it all gets in the way, really right? We really bonded yeah. when we were working together on that transmission. And, and, you know, that's something that you can't explain to people. And I think that was the beauty. You know, I really believe that the anxiety in the country is people are pent up and frustrated at a lot of things, and they can't go out and accomplish things the way I could when I was a kid. You know what? Right. When I was a kid, my dad died when I was very young. My dad died when I was 11, and I was, I was a lost little boy. 
and I learned how to fix cars at a very, very young age just by taking things apart. I didn't put too many things back together until I was 15 or 16, and I can still see my mom coming out and telling me, listen, either you put something together or you're out of here, and I was 16 years old. So I, that's when I learned how to really fix cars. It's like, all right, I guess i got to take this mess and make it into something. But my point is taking cars apart and learning how something worked and figuring it out and using your brain you know, yes. taught you confidence and self-reliance and assuredness, and it helped you grow into something back then. Today, can, you t can I tell you my first job at 20 years old? Go ahead. Well, at first I'd worked in a TV shop at age 14, and at 20 years old I was writing maintenance and diagnostics procedures for a safeguard anti-intercontinental ballistic missile system for Ma Bell. <laughs> wow. Wow, and then I made beer cans, and it paid three times more than making missiles. Yeah, that that makes yeah, and I could I could I could see that right. Um, you know, it's and that's you know what and those are the great stories, and you take stories like that, and 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 you know you, you share those with your son that you rebuilt the six speed trans on, and you guys will be best friends for the rest of your life, even though he's not oh, yeah. around all the time. And that's you yeah. know that's what makes it all interesting, and that's what I always say about cars. Cars are that microcosm. They're the glue that holds families together, or at least they were. I don't know what they are today. Uh, today they're just disposable items, I think, that they're just transportation devices. But, you know, you can see it. You take out an old car, you take out a hot rod, you take out something that's a little different, and you pull up to a traffic light, and the old man sitting next to you looks over, and he gives you the thumbs up or the smile or the wink of his eye, and you know you got somebody's attention. You stirred a memory inside somebody about when they were a kid, yeah. and it just it just translates into, you know what, we're only here for a short time. We might as well have a good time while we're doing it. Clyde, I want to thank Dad, you for the Dad call, was, brother. One, one more, Dad. My first recollection of helping Dad, I was somewhere around five years old and he put me up under the hood and my job was to hit it when it came up and i know later that he was doing a valve job on a flathead six and he was compressing the spring and he didn't have to go up and down to uh take the retainers out but my job was to hit that valve when it came up when he said hit it yeah to break it loose see and you remember yeah, that you remember that how I remember many years that. later yeah and i have i have my three-year-old pulling wrenches already when i was changing battery the other day yeah you know that's and that's what my cars are daughter yeah it's you yeah, know all right hey man you listen you have a good you have a good rest of the weekend oh uh, well thank you sir we're glad we're glad to uh count you among the many listenership and we're uh, we're happy to be down there in texas in any way shape or form so you take good care um uh yeah i you know that's the problem and that's the good part about cars it's they're just such a microcosm they're just woven into our fabric and they'll never take that away 855-560-9900 ron and in the car doctor i'm back right after this right if you call and we're not live you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with ron 855-560-9900 speaking of ron here he is hey let's get over and talk to nancy in maryland 08 honda fit nancy are you having a fit over your fit how can i help you i am ron i love your show thank you um yeah i recently have an 08 honda fit and it has one of those radio theft 
protection systems. And the alternator died recently, and I mean died. So I had to be towed and got that replaced. Um, but now when I go to plug in the radio code, it plays for like a minute and it goes off. And so every red light, every stop sign, and it's a two-handed procedure. You can't do it with one hand. So I have to just do this over and over and over again to listen to the radio, and it plays for a minute, and then it quits. And no one I've spoken to has any clue why that would be happening. Are you, a stupid question, you sure you've got the right code? You have to have the right code, or it wouldn't even come off anti-theft. You've got the little, you've got it on the little card? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I got the, uh, all the things that came with the car, so it is the correct code. Okay. Um, and it didn't do this prior to the radio or to the prior to the alternator failure. No, it did not. Okay. Did anybody jumpstart the car at any time because of the alternator failure to get the car going? Well, yes. Um, I have AAA, so they came out and they, I, I managed to get it back to my driveway that night. Right. And um, this morning, AAA came out with their little box right. and started the car, so they could back it out of the driveway and tow it in. You know, I hate to point fingers, but I've seen the occasional jump start do some funny things. And, I, you know, a surge at the wrong place in the wrong moment. Hondas Hondas are a little weird. I've got to tell you, we, we, we see some strange things with Hondas. Obviously, I would want to look at the radio circuits vis-a-vis a, a wiring diagram and make sure there's no blown fuses. And I've, I've seen cases where a blown fuse or a partially burnt fuse, a fuse that has a little bit more resistance to it than, than others, um, will affect radio operation on one of these. If, if you use a memory saver where you plug in under the dash to the OBD2 connector, this is a little off topic for a second, indulge me, um, uh, on a late model Honda, a 13 or a 14, you'll save the memory of the vehicle but actually blow a fuse that the vehicle will not start. And it'll crank, but it won't start. It's 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 the goofiest thing in the world. We've learned not to use a memory saver. It's like what did we do wrong, um, which presents all other issues. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I would think I would go through the basics. You know, are the fuses right? Do I have any fuse issues? And if everything else appears to be correct, I would try to do a system reset, disconnect both battery cables, both battery cables, jumper the two cables together. Um, and I always like to jumper cables together when I'm doing this with a 10-ohm, 1-watt wire just because I want to bleed memory out of all the power control modules slowly and, you know, give it 15 minutes to bleed down and then, you know, hook the battery back up and let the kids get reacquainted. And if it continues to do that, I've got to think it's a bad radio. I've I've got I've okay. got I've got no other no other choice or no other option. If if somebody yeah. says if somebody says ah, I think it's the I think it's the alternator that was replaced. Okay, go through and do what I said, and if that doesn't work, go through do what I said. Unplug the alternator and reconnect the car. And if the problem goes away, then somehow the alternator's affecting it. But I don't I don't see how it would be. Um, let me okay. ask you this question: If you're just sitting there in the driveway, key in the accessory position so that the radio would play. Does, right. does the radio come on and play, or does the radio come on, play, and still go off? I can't tell you that. I don't recall um, that I've specifically done that. Right. I, I always, don't know. I always like to try things different. You know, whenever I've got a broken car, I always sit there and I say, 
and I'm trying to diagnose it. What happens if I change the operating environment? What happens if I do it this way instead of that way? It makes a noise on right turns, turn left. If it makes a noise on left turns, turn right. It makes a turn, it has a problem going forward, back up. You know, I always try to think backwards or different or alter it. And, it, it, you know, there's, there's situations where you'll learn something. If the radio works while the car isn't on, but it's an accessory, then that would tell me that maybe a module on the bus, because when I say it like that, everything today is a computer network. You know, maybe I've got a bad computer somewhere else in the vehicle talking to the radio, telling it to shut down. I've, 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 seen, mm. I, I've seen that, too. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Wow. A friend of mine, Tim, works for Nissan, right? And and Tim's the shop foreman of yep. the local Nissan dealer. They've got a brandy spanking new 2019 Nissan something that Tim can't fix. And if Tim can't fix it, there's something wrong. Like the universe, the Earth's going to tilt off its axis. You know, it's it just it's just weird. And it's got like 37 miles on it. And you know, they're they're going through this car. They gave it to the customer. The customer brought it back. They're going through this car, and they're out of options. They've changed everything in the in in the circuit that it could be. And you know, Tim and I talk. He's my morning cup of coffee sometime during the point in the week, and we 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 chat about cars and headaches, and you know, what have you seen? And I saw this and saw that and so on. And I said, "How do you know that you know you've changed everything within the circuit?" I said, "How do you know something else?" outside of the circuit but still connected because it's on the car and it's on the bus isn't talking to one of those two modules creating the problem telling it to shut down he said you know we never thought of that um i'm waiting to get the mm -hmm. answer that was that was last week so i always try to think you know different um you know so tell me what happens right turn the radio turn the car off try it with the radio and you know does it work right. and you're sure it's the right anti-theft code correct Absolutely. I, it's a little credit card sized yep. thingy that comes with the package of paperwork that you when you buy the car. Did you buy the car new? Yes. Yes. Okay. From a Honda dealership, uh, three hours from here. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, let's 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 and try. I called, I called the dealership up and asked them about it, and they said, uh, uh, "We just think you probably need a new battery." And I called a local guy, and he said, "Well, just connect the negative uh, on on the battery, the negative cable." And, you know, wait 10 minutes and reconnect it and try that. Well, I'm not very car-oriented, right. and I'm, you know, I, I've not done that. Well, and that's, um, that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm telling you to do, yeah. Nance, but the, the catch is I like to disconnect both cables. I'm just a disconnect. Yeah, that's what I heard you say. Yeah, I, I like. I'm a, I'm a disconnect both cable guy. That's the school of thought I was taught, um, and and I know okay. it works, and it's, it just gives me consistency. Um, so let's you know right. let's let's do some of those things and see what that does for you. All right, darling. I will do that. Thank you very much, Ron. You're very welcome. Thanks for tuning us in down there in Maryland. Why you take good care. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. I'm Ron and Annie in the car doctor. I'll be right back. Shh. Welcome back. Ron and Annie, the car doctor. Let's go over and talk to Daniel in Maine, 05 Toyota Prius. Daniel, welcome to the car doctor. Hi. Yes, sir. I've got a, I'm looking at a uh, 05 Toyota Prius. Okay. Hybrid. Right. It's a four-door sedan. Right. It's got 250,000 miles on it. But I'm not familiar with the type of car. What would be a, a general uh, basic checkover for the car? Or is there a website I could go to that would have some information? Well, Mike... I'm not familiar with the car type at all. Yeah, the, the, the issue here is, you know, let me ask you this question. Why something this old with this many miles? Oh, cheap. 
I can get it on the cheap. Okay. So you're going to get it on the cheap, and depending upon what's been done to it, you may pay for the cart two times over. Oh, okay. All right? Um, you know, they have problems with the, as, as they age, they do have issues with the hybrid battery. Have you done any research as to what the cost of the hybrid battery replacement might be? No, none. Okay. I, I'm looking at it for the first time. All right. Are you sitting down? <laughs> any, anywhere from three to $4,000. Whoa. So, right. So all of a sudden, you know, it's, 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 it's not the bargain that it appears. The hybrids are very well engineered. They're, they are, I, I, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not a 100% fan. I think you've really got to like the car. I don't discount them in the sense of telling people not to drive them, but just be aware of what you're buying. You know, are you buying it because you want to drive a hybrid? Are you buying it because you're looking for fuel economy? Are you buying it because, you know, what's your it's reason? Novel. Just, uh, say again? Never, never, never. Uh, you know, I've had nothing to do with them. Okay. Uh, this would be a first experience if okay. I decide to do it. Right. Um, here's here's what you have to think about. Um, you've owned houses in your lifetime? <laughs> yes. Okay. They've got roofs on them? Yeah. They've all got asphalt roofs, shingle roofs, basic roofs, right? Yeah. What kind of cars have you been driving up till now? Oh, a lot of trucks. And uh, uh, Chevys and Fords okay. and cars, so you've, been, you've, been, you've, you've been driving houses with asphalt shingle roofs on them, all right? Now you're about to buy a house that's got a, 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 copper, a copper plate roof. And the technician required to repair that is very different than the technician that repairs that asphalt shingle roof. So it's, it's and I'm not saying it has to be the dealer. There are, you know, a lot of independents that deal with hybrid. Deal with hybrid well, that could be another story. So you're buying a particular model, a particular style of engineering on a 15-year-old car with 250,000 miles on it. You can't be thinking, hey, I'm getting something cheap at a bargain. I'll never have to put any money in it. You just can't be. There's, there's, it's just not possible because you've got to sit there. You're going to look at things pretty much the same. You're going to look at exhaust and tires and front end and brakes. But the hybrid propulsion system... There's an auxiliary radiator in that vehicle. There's a secondary water pump. There's a secondary coolant supply. There are secondary systems in that vehicle to get it to do what it does that require a dedicated eye. I'll say it like that. And, you know, at first, it's, it's a great idea. And if you buy one new, it's an even better idea because you will get to 250,000 miles out of them on average. But... You know, if you've got one younger, if you get one in the 150 to 180 range and all of a sudden it needs a battery and it's big bucks and, you know, what's the cost savings? Have you driven Have you driven this car yet, Daniel? No, haven't started. Don't even know how to start it. Okay. I mean, I haven't messed around with do it me, at all. Do, do yourself a favor. Go take it for a ride. Take it for a ride and see what you think. Take it out on the highway. Take it out on the highway and find the biggest, fastest 18-wheeler barreling along. What's the interstate near your house? <laughs> 95. All right. So take it take it out on 95 at oh rush hour or maybe you know pre before rush hour when the truckers are trying to make time and you know get get, get next to an 18 wheeler doing 75 80 on 95. See how comfortable you feel. All right? When he lets out the air brakes and the car changes lanes, then you know that's not the car for you. 
All right. My first impression of the Prius back when I and I, it's been ten years since I rode in one, and I know they've gotten better. And but the first time I road tested one for Toyota, my first impression was it was a motorcycle with a body on it. And uh, looking out the back window, I couldn't see anything. Uh, even even going forward, you couldn't see out the back window. Your 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 my obstruction was limited. I just I wasn't impressed. Um, you know, and I've I've always said it. You know, the the cost of what I can purchase a hybrid for versus a gas model that's a little simpler and easier to fix and better technology, I think, or simpler technology. I don't get the fascination. Either let's go all electric or let's stay with gas. Let's make up our minds. But these these in between cars, they do get to be expensive to repair. Just the battery. Okay. Here, I'll tell you this story. Just the battery, and then I'm going to go. The conventional battery that you would know as the battery that starts the car. The conventional battery, and I think you really, you know, it, it needs to be from Toyota because it's a specific case size and shape and form and fit and function. It's got to do so many things in an exact manner. Just that battery, the last one I bought was 280 bucks. You know, wow. price that out comparative to a conventional gas combustion engine battery in the 125 to 150 range. Um, you know, listen, I'm all about saving the planet, too. I just don't want to be the only guy doing it with my checkbook. So, uh, you know, it, 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 all that stuff has to come into it. You go for a ride in it. You go for a ride in it and tell me how secure you feel and tell me how confident you feel and uh if, if you're buying it from a used car dealer make sure you get whatever they say in writing 855-560-9900 the car doctor's coming back right after this i know i stop i have i keep not looking at you i can't help it i'm uh well, because I'm thinking the about... The show's it. not over yet. Don't go to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm just thinking about, you know, how do you close out the next two, three minutes? And I, I, it's this letter. I got a letter here from Joshua. And, you know, I, I, I think out of doing this show, this is the most fun. This is what it's about. Ron, I listen to your show regularly. I went through mechanics back in 1995, but never became a professional. But I've always worked on my own car and soon ran into plenty of people who also needed items fixed on cars, oils changed, etc., but were unable to afford it at the time. I've had a hard time turning my back when offered to do the work for the cost of the parts and have done that for 20-some years now. I'm a paramedic, so I get to do this on the side. I lost both my parents within a year. I'm sorry. And when my mother passed, she told me to never stop doing what I was doing. She always tried to pay it forward to people, and I believe that's where I got it from. I'm not rich, but I enjoy helping people. And even if they can't pay at the time, I always believe what goes around comes around. I love that you're able to help all the listeners learn about the importance of maintenance and troubleshooting. I'm hoping you have to spring for a scan tool like the Launch 431. Good boy. Uh, bi-directional testing in the future, but as the law of physics goes, just when you can, something comes up. Yeah, I understand that, brother. Keep paying it forward, Ron. We love you, and you're doing a fabulous job with your radio show and podcast. You're my continuing education in mechanics, Josh and Sturgeon Bay. You know, I've been a lot of things. I don't think I've ever been anybody's continuing education. Um, you know, I'm just, I, the problem is when I come off air in about a minute and a half, they're going to turn off the switch, and I'm going to fall asleep for a week, and then I come back on, and I light up, and, you know, but that's what it's all about. You know, and look at look at this guy, right? He's, a, he's, he's, he's trying to pay it forward, and that's what I was talking about earlier in this hour, about trying to pay it forward. You know what? Why do I do this show? I'm not doing this show because we're getting rich. That's for darn sure. All right, we're doing this show because we're just trying to help people understand and, and, and you know, be comfortable in their cars. And the fact is... Cars really are such a huge part, a huge part of who we are and what we are as, as, as a people here and abroad. Um, I, I, I let no one out. 
I'm going to dinner tonight with Tonino. Tonino's driving an 88 Lincoln Town car that his mother-in-law gave him. It was the last gift she gave him before she passed. I can't convince him to get rid of this 34-some-odd-year-old car with almost 250,000 miles on it because he loves the car. That's what makes this show interesting, things like that. Till the next time, it's been my absolute pleasure. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor reminding you good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. 